Hello, welcome to Timely Words of Hope, and my name is Shane Dutton. I'll be your host for today. Appreciate you joining us, listening to the podcast, and uh, we apologize for the interruption at the end of last month is uh, we just had a lot of sickness, things that were going on. We are back. We'll be the first Tuesday of every month and the third Tuesday of every month. Looking forward to uh, bringing you just a timely word of hope um, from several different ministers within our church and um, Hope Apostolic Church located in Port Charlotte, Florida. I pray everyone is having a great day today. And um, I pray that we're dwelling in the presence of the Lord. Amen. As we dive into the Word today, I'd like to take a few moments at the beginning on the onset of what we're going to do and what we're going to talk about and just spend a few minutes in prayer. So would you just join with me in prayer wherever you're at listening right now. Lord Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for this day, Lord God. We thank you for your Word, for the opportunity to come to you, Lord God. To, to seek your presence, to seek your face, Lord God, to, Lord, just know that you're with us wherever we can go, Lord, and we thank you, Lord. I pray that as this word goes out, Lord, that it would encourage, Lord God, that it would change, Lord God, that it would get into our souls, O oh Lord. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord. We give you the glory and the honor in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. So today is, as I come to you, I'm coming to you in the midst of a valley. I'm coming to you, a lot of times we talk about mountaintops and we can shout it out on a mountaintop. We can praise God like there ain't no tomorrow when we're on a mountaintop. But boy, when a valley comes, it becomes so hard to praise. It becomes so hard to pray. It becomes so hard to really get before the face of God and still give him praise in the midst of a storm. And so today, I want to focus on the thought, you are not alone. When you go through a storm, when you go through a valley, when you go through a fire, you are not alone in that storm, in that valley, or in that trial. And today, I'm coming to you in the midst of a valley. And I'm going to come to you in pure faith because I know that God has already made a way in the midst of that valley. Amen. And I know that sometimes in the midst of the valley, you might feel alone. You might feel hurt. You might feel abandoned. Or maybe you're just broke, busted, and disgusted. Either way, we find ourselves in the midst of a valley and we don't know how to get out. One thing that we must understand in the midst of a valley is that we are not alone. You're not walking through it alone. You're not going through it alone. You were not meant to go through it alone. You're not bearing the weight or the burden of that trial or that situation on your own. You are not alone. Amen. And as I, as I mentioned that, there are two verses that come to mind right away. One is Deuteronomy 31 and 6. Be strong and of good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Keep in mind, this is in the Old Testament. From the beginning, the promise has been the same. He will not leave you. He will not forsake you. You are not alone in the midst of the valley, in the midst of the struggle, in the midst of the fire, whatever it is that you are facing. 
We have to be strong. We have to be of good courage. You know, that is something that time and time again, we lose that piece or that element of our walk with God when the trial comes and when the tempter comes unto us, we, we begin to fall prey because we're, we're lost in the situation. But I tell you today, do not be afraid. Be of good courage. Let your praise come out. Let your prayers go forward. And let your belief in God stay strong because he will see you through. You are not alone. Another verse that comes to mind in the midst of this is in the New Testament. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 5. Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as ye have. For he hath said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. Sometimes we find ourselves in the midst of a valley or in a trial or in that fiery furnace, depending on where we're at and what the situation is. And we might be, look at another person around us and say, man, they got it all together. They got everything. Why do they got everything? And I'm, I'm, I'm faithful, I'm faithful, but God, you're not. Why am I going through this? Don't, we don't need to have that attitude. We celebrate in the victories of others, even if we're in the valley. Amen? We need to understand that our our circumstances do not weigh how we feel about other people or other things because he is never going to leave you and he is never going to forsake you. No matter where you're at today, no matter what you're facing today, He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. That is the promise from the Old Testament to the New Testament. It's the same promise. Okay, a reference from the Old and a reference from the New. And the Lord is saying, I'm not going to leave you and I'm not going to forsake you. You know, there's something I love about in the midst of a trial that we can go to the Bible and we can look at it, be it Old Testament or be it New Testament. His word is consistent. His word is is a promise from beginning to end, from from Genesis to Revelation and everywhere in between. It's a promise, amen, and it's consistent. It does not change. Everything in this world that we see and that we are going through and that we're in the midst of, it's all changing every day. There's nothing consistent. But there is one thing consistent in our lives. It's the Word of God. It's the promises from God. He does not change. Amen? We need to understand that. The Lord said he'll never leave us, he'll never forsake us. What a promise we have from Jesus. Amen? That means when that trial does come, when that tribulation does come, when that fire, when I'm thrown into the the fire, I'm not alone. I don't have to worry. He didn't leave me. He didn't forsake me. He didn't abandon me. He's right there with me. He's right there with you, whatever you're going through. It may be your health. It may be your finances. It may be a a situation other than that that you're going through. He is right there in the midst of that situation, of that trial, of that valley, whatever it is. He is there with you now. What a promise. I love that. I may be going through the valley, but I can tell you he's not going to leave me and he's not going to forsake me. In the midst of some of my greatest valleys, I'm, I'm glad to say, and I say with just all humility, 
that one of the things I was grounded on from the very beginning of my walk with God is though he slay me, yet will he trust me type faith and in the midst of the valley to be able to raise my hands in worship, be able to raise my hands in praise and be able to just lift up his name despite what is going on around me, despite what is coming against me. He is still the same God and he has not left me. He has not forsaken me. Amen. In that valley that you may be in, he is there. In that health report that you may have received, he is there. In that financial struggle, he is there. In that job that you may have just lost, he is there. In that broken marriage that you may have, he is there. In that backslidden family member or child or whatever that you may have, he is there. He's walking with you. He's going with you. He's fighting for you, and he's fighting with you. Amen? Does not matter what the situation is, you are not alone. He is there. I want to draw the main text today from the book of Daniel about the three Hebrew boys. One thing I have learned is the greatest blessing can come out of the ashes of the fiercest valley. And let's look at a lengthy passage here about these three Hebrew boys um, in Daniel chapter 3, and I'm going to read verses 12 to 26. So a bit of a lengthy passage. I will be stopping a little bit and kind of breaking it up some. Starting in verse 12. There are certain Jews whom thou hast set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not regarded thee. They serve not thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in his rage and fury, commanded to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Then they brought these men before the king. Now just to kind of set this up for you a little bit. Everyone at that time was to worship this golden image, was to worship the gods that they were being told to worship. But here stood three men, and they said, nope, we're not going to do it. We know the God we serve, and that's who we're going to serve. We're not going to change. He hasn't changed. We're going to serve him. No matter matter what comes, we're going to serve him. We're not going to bow down to your false gods. How does that apply to my situation today, Shane? Well, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to bow down to a fact that I may have lost a job. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit there and dwell upon that negative that's going on. I'm gonna look at that and from the very beginning and say, you know what? I may have lost a job, but I thank God for the next one because he already has an open door. I may have I may have had a financial uh, tribulation come upon me, but I'm gonna thank God for providing the finances that I don't even know where they're going to come from. Amen. So you need to understand this this may be talking about worshiping a, a golden image or a false god, but let's put your situation into those things. Because anything can be a golden image that we put before our God. Amen. Then Nebuchadnezzar in his rage and fury commanded that Shabrach, Meshach, and Abednego that they were brought that they brought these men before the king. Verse 14, Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them, Is it true? O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, do not ye serve my gods, nor worship the golden image which I have set up? Now, if ye be ready 
that at what time ye hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, and dulcimer, and all kinds of music, ye fall down and worship the image which I have made? Well, but if ye worship not, ye shall be cast the same hour into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. And who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? Now, first thing here, there are a lot of things in this world that would like to set themselves up above God. Let me tell you something. There is not one that is higher than God. There is not one that has a further reach than God. There is not one that can reach deeper than God. There is not one that can do anything that God can do. Okay? And, and you know, a lot of times in the world, in our fiery situations, and we're, we're about to get thrown into the fire if we don't bow down or if we don't give attention to something that really doesn't need our attention. And that's what's happening here. He's about to, he's about to just throw them in a fiery in a fiery furnace and say, hey, man, y'all going to believe your God? Or are you going to you going to submit to my gods? Are you going to you going to worship the gods that I've set up? Are you going to are you going to worship all this other stuff or are you going to worship your God? Going on in verse 16, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our God whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace. And he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. He spoke faith. They spoke faith. In the midst of being said, listen, man, you don't. if you don't listen to me, you're going to be thrown into the fire. Man, they, they, they just said, you know what, that's fine. Because the God we serve is going to bring us out of that fire. There is not a doubt in their mind when you're in the midst of a valley, in the midst of a trial, in the midst of turbulation, and you're about to be thrown into the fire, you're about to be thrown into a situation that you have no answer for, stand firm in your faith and say, I know my God is able and he will bring me through it. Amen? Verse 18, But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. They made it clear. They made it very clear. We're not going to worship your gods. We're not going to worship the golden image. Listen, I'm not going to be cast down by a situation. I'm not going to be cast down by a trial, by being thrown into the fire in one area of my life because the same God that brought me out of all that stuff before is the same God that is still with me today. Amen. In verse 19, then was Nebuchadnezzar full of fury. I can only imagine. They just said, man, I ain't going to serve your gods. Man, this dude's probably sitting there, man, I'm going to take these boys' heads off. He was ready to go, you know. But here's what he did. And the form of his visions was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Therefore he spake and commanded that they should heat the furnace one seven times more than it was wont to be heated. Hold up. So they weren't just going to throw him in the furnace. They were going to heat that thing up 
that so much so that these guys probably should have died the second they were thrown in. Amen? They were gonna they were gonna heat that thing up so bad that they weren't gonna be able to get out. In verse 20, and he commanded the most mighty men that were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and cast them into the burning, fiery furnace. You need not rely on somebody's strength. You need not rely on, 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 on the abilities of somebody. The only ability that we need to rely on is the ability of Jesus Christ to bring us through any situation. Amen. They went to the strong men here. They went to the men that combined them. They're the men. They, they, you ain't getting past these guys. These are the biggest, toughest bodyguards I got. You ain't getting past them. Amen. And he wanted those guys to cast them into the, fi into the fiery furnace. Verse 21. Then these men were bound in their coats, their hosen, and their hats, and their outer garments, and were cast into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's commandment was urgent, and the furnace exceeding hot, the flames of the fire slew those men that, that took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Hold up here. The men that threw him in the fire. Now they threw Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego into the fiery furnace. The strong men. These guys are invincible. They didn't even go into the furnace and they already burnt up. They didn't even make it to the furnace. They're gone. Wow. Hold up now. What about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? What happened to them? And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down, bound into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Verse 24, Then Nebuchadnezzar, the king, was astonished, and rose up in haste, and spake and said unto his counselors, Did not we cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said unto the king, True, O king. In verse 25, he answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose, walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt. And no, and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Nebuchadnezzar's gods were all with a lowercase g. However, the God they're talking about there is with an uppercase g. I'm going to tell you with God all things are possible. There is nothing impossible. There is no situation he cannot overcome or he cannot bring you through. Amen. I've seen him heal cancer. I've seen him raise people from the dead. I have seen him bring people, you, you know, uh, from a place of distraught to, to a place of joy. I have seen him just restore marriages, restore uh bodies I, i've seen it all i'm privileged to see it i've watched a blind man get up out of a wheelchair that could not walk i watched him get up out of the wheelchair walk towards a window because he saw light for the first time in years that's the god that i serve amen verse 26 then nebuchadnezzar came near to the mouth of the burning fiery furnace and spake and said shadrach meshach and abednego you servants of the most high god come forth and come hither. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came forth of the midst of the fire. The guys that threw them in the fire that were supposed to be the strong men, 
They gone. They didn't make it. They burn up. However, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were thrown into the fire, but they were not alone. You are not alone today. In the midst of your struggle, in the midst of your trial, in the midst of your situation, you are not alone. There's someone else in the fire with you. He's walking through it with you. He's there with you no matter what it is. In the midst of your struggle, we may feel like we are being cast into a fire. I bet if if I was in a room full of people right now and I said, raise your hand if you've ever felt like you've been cast into a fire, every person in the room would throw two hands up because we've been thrown into fire so many times. And in the midst of that fire, we are not alone. There's a song that says there's another in the fire. I love the course of that song because it's so true. No matter what you're going through, there's another one in the fire with you. It may not be four that have to go through the fire. or Maybe there's only three because there's two of you and one of Jesus. Maybe there's only two because there's one of you and one of Jesus. Now, I'm telling you today, you are not alone. You are not alone. God is there. He's fighting for you. He's fighting with you. And he's in the fire right there with you. I believe that the fire we may be facing, that there's another one in there, and it's Jesus, because we're not alone. I say that wherever you're at right now, whatever fire you're facing, lift up your head. Lift up your voice. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Shout unto God with a voice of praise. Amen. I love songs like that because it's so true. And in the midst of your darkest hours, and again, I come to you today in the midst of a valley. It's not my worst valley. It's not my worst season. But it's a midst of a valley. And let me tell you something. My head is lifted high. My hands are lifted high. I'm rejoicing because I know my God can bring me through it and is going to bring me through it. I know he's already got the answer. He's already got the answer. It's already there. I may not know it yet, but he does. Amen. We need to lift up our voice. We need to shout unto God with a voice of triumph. In closing today, I want to encourage you. And I want to let you know emphatically that you are not alone. One songwriter says it best. Whose report will you believe? I will believe. The report of the Lord. Amen. What's the Lord's report for your life today? There's one verse that sums it up. I love it. Jeremiah 29 and 11. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you an expected end. Now, look at that verse and you may say, well, yeah, but my situation's a little bit different. Well, if I trust God, I know what my end is. I don't really care how I get there. It may not be the plans that Shane has. Okay? It may not be, man, you know, my car's junk. It doesn't run good. I need a new car. And God, you're not giving me a new car. I know the plans I have for you, though. That's what the Lord is saying. He knows the plans he has for you. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. 
He's not going to let harm come to you. He's not going to let evil come against you. He's, he wants you to have a mind full of peace, no matter if you're in a valley, if you're on a mountaintop, it doesn't matter. One thing, I said this to our church yesterday, and I firmly believe this. It's one thing that has really helped me throughout the years. If you're in a mountaintop or if you're in the deepest valley, you need to be consistent in your faith. You need to be consistent in your worship. You need to be consistent in your prayer life. Amen. I don't need to just pray because I'm in a valley. And then I get on the mountaintop and I can come into church and just wait until it's over. No, 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 no. If I'm in the mountain, if I'm on that mountaintop, I need to lift my hands and I need to praise like I am when I'm in the valley. See, I shouldn't be known when I'm in the valley just because, oh, my praise is, you know, I can tell Brother Shane's in the valley because, man, Shane, he's, he's, uh, he's worshiping a little bit more vibrant than normal. He's praying, praying a little bit harder than normal now, so I know he's going through a valley. No, 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 we can't have that mentality. Amen. And, and don't look at a valley as a valley. A valley is a testimony. A valley is a testimony. Amen. One thing I, I, I have committed to, and I, and I did this again yesterday, and I'll do it right here. You know, I, I faced some a lot of health struggles in August that ended up costing me my job. But I got another job waiting. I just don't know what it is yet. Amen. You may be going through a health situation today. Well, you got a healing coming. You just don't know when it's coming yet. You may be going through a financial struggle today. Well, you got a financial blessing coming. You just don't know when it's coming. Amen. It's not our timing we need to be worried about. It's the timing of God. It is the, the, the when God says it's time, it's going to be time. He's going to make it happen. He's never left us. He's never forsaken us. I don't know about you. But I'd choose to worship him in my deepest valley or on the highest mountaintop because he's been so good to me. I could never tell it all. Amen. I can tell you one thing, though, assuredly. I know that in any situation I may face, any circumstance I may go through, any struggle that I, could, that I, that I feel in my life, any pressure that's coming at me, I know that my God is there. You can't, there ain't a seizure that can knock me out of serving God. There ain't a not having a car or a house or this, that ain't none of that going to take me away from serving my God. Wherever I go, whatever I do, my first priority is to serve Jesus Christ. I would encourage you today in the midst of your trial, in the midst of your battle, in the midst of your fiery furnace, understand you are not alone. He is there with you. He is going to stay with you. He's not going to leave you. He's not going to forsake you. He's never. He, that, his promise from beginning to end is the same. The word never changes. On a day-to-day -day basis, things can change. Your flood insurance they may change what they cover tomorrow. God forbid. But as people go through hurricane damages, they're finding out that what they thought they had changed and it doesn't no longer cover. And, you know, it's a shame. But the one thing that doesn't change, the one constant thing in our life, is Jesus.
He does not change. His word does not change. It's been it's been the same from the beginning. It'll be the same to the end. Amen. And I and I can tell you this that if I can stand up and I have breath in my lungs, I just need to praise him. I need to give him the glory. I need to give him the honor. I need to give him the praise. Amen. You need to start praying some psalms. Maybe you just need to get into the word and start reading about the promises of God. I can tell you one thing that the, that the Lord says in his word 365 times. Fear not. I find that peculiar because there's 365 days in a year. That means that every day you need to not have fear in your life, my friend. You need to understand you're not alone. He is there with you. He has. He knows your, the plans he has for you. He's not left you. He's not forsaken you. He's not going to leave you, and he's not going to forsake you. Today, I wanted to come to you with a word of hope. I wanted to come to you to let you know you are not alone. Amen? And I want to pray as we conclude today. Uh, you know, I just want to pray that God would just give us strength wherever we're at right now. And I want to pray that we would, in the midst of our fire, in the midst of our valley, in the midst of our furnace, that we would begin to just reach out and we would begin to pray like never before, that we would begin to really just worship God with everything we got in us. I know it may not be a lot of strength, but with every bit of strength I can muster up, I'm going to lift my hands and I'm going to give him praise because that is, is what I'm called to do. Amen. So why don't you pray with me where you're at right now. Lord Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to bring forth your word. I thank you, Lord Jesus, hallelujah, that we can understand and that we can know, Lord, no matter the situation we're facing, we are not alone. I thank you, Lord, that your word is true. I thank you, Lord, that it's not changed from the beginning of time to the end of time. I thank you, Lord, that we can look back and something 40 years ago and we can look back on it today and it's still the same, Lord God. As much as the world changes and the laws and everything else, your word has not changed your promises have not changed I thank you Lord for every promise that you've given and I pray right now Lord over everyone that will watch this podcast Lord God I pray that you bring peace into their situation Lord God I pray that you give them a heart of worship oh Lord that you give them a desire Lord to get into your word oh Lord and read about the promises that you have for their lives oh God I pray in the name of Jesus Lord that strength would come in the midst of the valley Lord God I pray that strength Strength would come in the midst of the trial, Lord, and say, understand in the midst of that fiery furnace that they are not alone, that you are there with them, walking with them, carrying them, holding them up in their time of tribulation, Lord God. We thank you, Lord, for every answer that will come, Lord God, from this word. I thank you, Lord Jesus for leading us and guiding us, Lord. I pray give us wisdom as we walk through these trials, Lord God, to trust in your hand, to trust in your word, Lord God. I thank you, Lord. I give you the glory and the honor, Lord, for you are worthy in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I thank you, friends, for joining us today on Timely Words of Hope. I pray that this word will get into your heart. And I want you to understand that we are here for you no matter where you're at. You could be anywhere in the world and maybe you just need someone to talk to. We do have an email set up, timelywordsofhope at gmail.com. Again, timelywordsofhope 
at gmail.com. I'd encourage you if, you, if you just need someone to pray with you, if you just need someone to talk to, send us an email. Let's get connected. We are here for you. We're praying with you. We're praying for you. And we can't wait to see you uh, on the next episode or in person, whatever it may be. God bless you. We love you. And we'll see you next time. God bless.